A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Let's say you're a Singapore boss and you're being offered a job in an emerging market. This is our career segment with Adrian Chu. We're going to get five tips from him for Singaporean bosses who may be uh, starting a leadership role in ASEAN or maybe a developing market. This is a good one, Adrian. I know we've talked about it before in a kind of a similar way, but this is more about leadership positions where you're going somewhere to lead a team. Yeah, that's right. And it's quite common right nowadays because a lot of companies are going regional and there are a lot of opportunities out there in the market for taking up leadership roles in uh, emerging markets, which unfortunately a lot of Singaporeans, they do feel that these markets are not very desirable to get into. Uh, One of the things that from my decade-long experience as a senior headhunter is that a lot of Singaporeans feel that they want to be in Singapore. But if you offer them a role like even in KL, They'll go, huh, in KL? Oh, no. Even though it's only an hour's flight away. Mm. Yeah, so typically, previously, we used to have a lot of uh, challenges getting people into markets like Cambodia or Myanmar. But nowadays, we are seeing the younger ones who are a bit more uh, uh, adventurous, enthusiastic, wanting to take leadership positions there. And, and they do realize that, that in these emerging markets, there are opportunities for growth. And sometimes Singaporeans don't have the option of staying here. It might be either go to an emerging market or lose your job. And in a moment, I'm going to talk about, you know, in my career resilience segment about why I had to go to Malaysia to continue my career. That's coming up. So let's start with our five tips that you've uh, shared. Five tips for Singaporean bosses starting leadership roles in emerging markets like ASEAN. Point number one, get your partner buy-in. Yeah, that's the most important thing because even before you consider going overseas for a short stint or even a longer stint, most important is you've got to get your partner's buy-in, your Mm. wife, your husband, your spouse. Reason being that it's going to be a commitment that both parties will have to stick with. It's uh, Even if it's not an overseas posting, but if you're going to take a leadership position, say, uh, to handle the Myanmar market or even the Bangkok market, then you would probably have to commute there up and down maybe even 50% of the time or maybe 75% of the time. That's about three weeks out in a month. So you really need to have the buy-in of your spouse and partner and to set expectations correct. It doesn't matter whether you're a guy or a male or a female. It's, it's tricky because uh, it, it's like if you remember there's this uh, movie, uh, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the guy... It's actually a two-part now. It's got this yeah. sequel, I think. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So, so the, the man was saying, to every, he probably announced to everyone, say, in, in, in the Greek family, the man is the head of the house. <laughs> and the wife chipped in, yeah, but the wife is the neck that controls the head. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you're the head of the house, you mm. still have to get the buy-in from your spouse, mm. uh, especially for a longer-term commitment like this. Because a lot of these leadership positions, they are not like one or two months. It's minimally a year and a half, three years. Yes, it's a big commitment on both sides. Okay, point number two with our uh, career expert, Adrian Chu, the founder at Career Agility International. Do your homework. Is this a move upwards, sideways, or downwards? Time frame it. Yes. So a lot of times an executive gets an overseas posting and he thinks, that's amazing. I would love to do this. This mm. is a great step up for me in my career. But you need to take a step back and ask yourself, hey, is this an upward step? Or am I being exiled to... Tibet or something. <laughs> see, there's some far-flung market that cannot be won. Mm. Uh, so you need, to, you need to take a pinch of salt and see, hey, does it make sense? In terms of my career strategy, does it make sense for me to handle this market? And if it does, great. But if you're being posted 
to a market that's really small, really insignificant, with very little support and very little, very little prospects, then you could ask yourself, should I be taking it in the first place? So if you're offered a leadership role in places like this, it doesn't mean that it's, it's bad, because you could turn it around if you knew how to do it, but you have to be aware uh, what's the intention behind it. Is it developmental or, or is it maybe you're being exiled to, to Timbuktu? Yeah, or Tibet. Tibet, uh, yeah. Just like we, Brad Pitt. We, we, <laughs> just like Brad Pitt, seven years there. Mm. But we, we've seen people who've been handed impossible markets and turned, it, turned them around, mm. and that is really fantastic for their CVs. Mm, definitely. It really helps, and it did help me when I went to an emerging market, and I'll share that shortly. Point number three, tips for Singaporean bosses starting leadership roles in emerging markets like ASEAN, be culturally savvy. Yes. I think for the Singaporean leaders, uh, we are typically quite culturally savvy when it comes to regional roles because we do travel a lot, even if it's to Bangkok Mm. or to Myanmar or Cambodia. So, So we are typically quite savvy. But if you're being posted to countries that you're not familiar with, then you really have to get... uh, you really have to figure out what are the nuances in terms of uh, body language, in terms of... For instance, I had this British guy uh, who joined our company um, two, two companies ago, and he never got any, tra- any traction in Singapore. He was, he was doing business development. And after six months, he left, he went back home. And, and on one of the last few uh, vi- business visits I followed him on, I realized he was talking down to the locals, mm. uh, even right down to handing handing name cards over. You know, the typical Asian fashion is two hands. Of course. Take a you know, a lot then, of reverence and yeah, yeah. You know, make it a, an important uh, occasion, right? Yeah, he would just flick his name card over to, on the table like, hey, psh, here you go. Mm. So That's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. And, and he would call uh, people around by using his little, little pointy finger and go, hey, you come over here. Oh, dear. And, and, I said, and I told him, I said, hey, look, that's what moms do to naughty Asian kids. <laughs> Adrian Chu, what have you done? Come over here. Yeah. A little thing, you whack. So, so, so I said, mm. no, that's not, those are not things that's to do. It's really demeaning, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I had a, a colleague uh, on a, in a media company and he'd been, he was a British guy. He'd been here for many, many years, right? But he was so insulated from Singaporean culture. He'd been there a decade. He didn't know who Gurmit Singh was. Oh, no. <laughs> he had no idea who Gurmit Singh, one of the biggest celebrities of Singapore, wow. was. And I'm thinking, this guy has not absorbed into this uh, culture. <laughs> you know, one of the fun things I always mess around with uh, my expatriate colleagues or just friends who are visiting, and they say that, oh, we've been in Singapore for a long time. And I always ask them, they say, there's one term, if you understand it, means you've been in Singapore enough. And the term is called, do you know what a void deck is? Of course. <laughs> yeah. I live in HDB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they go, what's a void deck? It's an oxymoron, a void deck, a deck that's void. What's a void deck? So whenever they say uh, like yourself, you know, do you know what a void deck is? Yeah. Okay, yes. I welcome your... your, your uh, you're a part of the family you're, now. You're an honorary Singaporean. Yeah, yeah. So. No, I 100% agree. So that's a very important point in our five tips for Singaporean bosses starting leadership roles in emerging markets. Be culturally savvy. Point number four with Adrian Chu, the founder at Career Agility International. Tap on networks even before going there. Yeah, so this is particularly important. Before going there, you need to find out what the market's going to be like over there. Uh, tap, find out people, find out from people on the ground there, how's the market like, uh, what's the support like, is it uh, well-structured, you know, what needs to be done, what are the success factors, and make a reasoned decision before going there. It's, in other words, go there with your eyes open, and so tap on your networks that are over there to get market information, market intelligence before you make the move. Mm. And more importantly, when you've made the move over there, 
especially if it's an emerging country where, where it's far away from home and far away from headquarters, you have to be mindful of maintaining your networks over here in Singapore as well. Mm-hmm. So I've had clients who have taken on exciting projects in China, in a far-flung regions, uh, second, third-tier cities for, for development works over there. They've been there for about five, six years, and when they want to come back to Singapore, they've totally lost all their networks here. Everyone's yeah. gone, and they're trying to. They're struggling to figure out what to do in Singapore because they, there's there's no one here that remembers them anymore. Mm-hmm. So when you're over there, you have to still keep your roots here, and find out, uh, stay in touch. Each time you're back in Singapore, catch up with people, talk to people, even email them, and just stay in, stay in touch with them. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to lose your networks. Very important point, and I've uh, can share stories about this both uh, both ways when. I had a leadership role in Malaysia and went back to Singapore and I was mm-hmm. in Malaysia for five years. A lot of the Singaporean people who wanted to get work for me when I moved back to Singapore didn't keep in touch when I was in Malaysia and I felt that we're disconnected by that point. So, But the people that did connect with me throughout the Malaysia time, I was more ready to get and them involved in my future work projects. So it's a two-way street. It is, it is. And it's nice. It's not just about uh, you, about when you're over there, you're flying back to Singapore to do it. But but you let your friends know that, hey, I'm in, I'm in uh, Myanmar now, or I'm in this market. Mm. If ever you're passing through, come, let me host yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So you still get news, you still get connections exactly. and everything. Yeah. But you just got to keep your networking. You don't want to be so isolated in Ho Chi Minh for mm. seven years. Yep. And when you come back, they go, oh, who are you again? Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's tricky. It's funny how we forget very quickly and, and easily in careers in our work life. Uh, you know, a, a year or two these days is a long time. It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we consider what we were doing two, three years ago and, you know, what was important then to now, usually it's very different and I think it's speeding up. Yeah, that's it. Uh, th- thanks to technology mm. and thanks to the way things are being done nowadays. So even six months is a long time. Yeah. Okay, point number five, five tips for Singaporean bosses starting leadership roles in emerging markets. Stay in touch with your career coach because they can help you, right? Yeah, that's right. So if you are one of, the, if you're one of those who have invested in a career coach, uh, stay in touch with them. Uh, be, let them be part of your process. And in terms of uh, assimilation into the new culture, in terms of having a sounding board, someone you can talk to, say, hey, uh, and it's not going to be smooth. In the first three months, it's going to be a lot of uh, adjustments and a lot of uh, aggravation from all quarters, even even right down to your family members. Because I have another client who was posted to Jakarta. He loved it. His wife hated it. So, <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. In, in fact, uh, after five months, uh, he had to move back to Singapore because the wife, mm. uh, after, after three to four, no, in fact, after, after four weeks, just being there. The wife said, I can't take it. I'm moving back. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like Jakarta. I think Jakarta's great. I, I prefer Jakarta to KL in many ways. I think it's more friendly and, and a bit more hospitable, more interesting. And food's interesting as well, Yeah, right? I, I like Jakarta. People are nice. But not everyone does. And I can understand why that spouse may not have yeah. uh, found it uh, very likable. Interestingly, the reason why the spouse didn't like it was because there was no, there was no social network over there. Mm. So he, she didn't have... Uh, she felt disconnected. Yeah, correct. And she only spoke English. Mm. So she could not connect with the locals there and uh, and, and the networks there weren't, weren't as strong as well so mm. ultimately he had to come back again to Singapore uh, he had to give up the position but but the thing is uh, as I said in the first point you've got to get buy-in from your spouse and even when you do it's the first couple of months are going to be rough 
So stay in touch with your career coach. If you don't have a career coach, engage one before you go. And in fact, you might even want to engage a local one over there if you know a good one. Mm. But ultimately, give advice. It's like, it's like if you want to go on a, a weight loss program, you, you can do it on your own, but it's, it rarely mm. works, right? <laughs> or, or just invest in a, invest in a fitness coach. Yeah, so, it makes no. a difference to get a professional involved. Yeah. And of course, uh, Adrian Chu, the founder at Career Agility International, is one of those professionals. Let's recap the five tips for Singaporean bosses starting leadership roles in emerging markets. Number one, get your partner buy-in. Number two, do your homework. Number three, be culturally savvy. Number four, tap on networks even before going there. Number five, Stay in touch with your career coach, someone like Adrian Chu of Career Agility International. Coming up, Adrian, let's uh, have one of our war stories, and <laughs> I'm going to find out, uh, and I'll get your input on what happened to me when I went to Malaysia a few years ago, reluctantly. I didn't want to go, leaving Singapore. So stay put for our career segment right here on Money FM.